What is up, everybody? Happy Tuesday to you, Bills fans. Happy Tuesday to you, Bills fans. Welcome into the Conflict of Interest. I'm Dan Kelly. That's Akeem Richens. Akeem, how you doing, buddy? Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, A. Rich, Akeem Richens. This is the Conflict of Interest. And if you don't know us by now, ladies and gentlemen, please get to know us. Mr. Dan Kelly, I'm doing swell, buddy. I'm doing swell. Uh, Did you grow? Because because you look a little taller today. Yeah, I'm 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 on I'm on something different. I'm on something different. Okay. But you know we're gonna we're gonna see how it works today. How's every How's everybody? How's everybody doing? Hey, it's a victory Tuesday, right? Hey, Rich, they, they got to be doing fantastic. They got to be doing wonderful, beautiful. Uh, what do you think, Baker Mayfield to the Rams? Do you think that's gonna do anything there in the NFC? Uh, no, not for this year, but you know, it could be, it could be something that they're, they're looking towards in the future. Matthew Stafford is getting older. They can have Baker Mayfield for uh, a, a cheaper rate right now. And we all yep. know their, their cat flexibility and what they did with the draft. They, they don't have that much wiggle room. So it's a, it's a future option that I'm thinking uh, why Baker Mayfield is is now a, a Los Angeles Ram? Los Angeles I mean, Ram. They got to the Super Bowl with Goff, so anything's possible, right? But uh, let's get into our Buffalo Bills. A Rich, of course, defeating the Patriots last Thursday, Thursday Night Football. We see how everything goes down. Josh Allen play, plays a good game, still not, still not to the level that I think we expect of him, but enough to get the victory there against the Patriots in a way divisional victory for the first time this season. Your thoughts, A Rich? Uh, you know what? I, I think the Buffalo Bills they 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 played well. They played well. Twenty four to ten, uh, the score was. But I I, I do feel the score should have been worse. It could have been uh thirty one to ten or thirty eight to ten. I I I believe the Buffalo Bills let them hang around a little bit too long. But needless hey, to Rich, say, you wear glasses, right? Yeah. They're, they're they're to help you read or for long distance. Uh both. Okay, so if you could read the caption there, it really wasn't that close. <laughs> I have that. I have that there. So we're we're thinking the same here. You know, the the score tells you one thing, but the performance on the field definitely tells you another. Exactly. What did you think of the the defensive performance for the Bills without Von Miller? Of course, did you think they played well? Did did you see some kind of change there in the first half? Because it looked like they were trying to blitz more than they have this season uh no i didn't i didn't see too much change i just think the buffalo bills as as a as a front they did their job this week uh uh, we was worried about you know a little bit about the weather going into the game or the, the buffalo bills run defense the buffalo bills held the new england patriots to 60 yards rushing so they they got back in 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 the swing of things in terms of in terms of uh uh minimizing long gains and big runs and i think that is something that was is good to see leslie frazier is back to uh refining refri- uh, refining his game on the defensive side of the ball and uh i think i thought it was interesting having kair elam out he was a healthy scratch i thought that was very interesting but i don't interesting think in the wrong way i follow you on twitter i, I saw your thoughts i, I believe it was uh, tell me it's anything other than a first-round pick being a healthy scratch. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that yeah. was what you said on Twitter. And I thought the same thing. Like, he's really inactive right now. And then apparently they said in the press conference that they wanted to see what they had in Xavier Rhodes. We know what Xavier Rhodes is. We know that he didn't have a job with 31 other football teams until the Bills came calling. Now, I'm not saying the man doesn't have talent because he has a hell of a lot more talent than I have. I'm not in the NFL, but I just I just don't see you know where that is, where that goes. At the end of the day, the Bills walk away with the victory, right? Everything is swell, and then on Sunday, a rich everything goes their way. San Francisco beats Miami, Cincinnati beats Kansas City, and the Bills are once again the number one seed in the AFC conference. Not even just the East, number one in the East, number one in the conference. Tell me your thoughts on that. It was an excellent week. It was, it was just an excellent week. And, you know, as as much as uh, the Buffalo Bills, we thought were were, were struggling just not uh, uh, a month ago. Right. At six mm-hmm. and three, we was all concerned. We still may have some concerns, but now we're sitting at nine and three and and back where we started initially. And that's that was the number one seed. So it's, it's definitely good to see. But is something that we have to continue to build on. It's something that we can't be satisfied with uh, as players for the Bills and as fans. 
because this could be a one week fluke kind of thing if we don't continue to capitalize. We cannot take the New York Jets lightly and 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 think that you could just roll them over, obviously. So we still got to play these games out going forward. I want to give a shout out to some of the people in the comments right now. We got Joe who commented this at 3.43 in the afternoon, Akeem. He was here and he says he subscribed to the channel. So, Joe, welcome to the channel. We appreciate you. Thank you. Tina's out here asking our thoughts on OBJ. We'll get to that in just a little bit, Tina. Talk about the latest on OBJ. Roy says, glad to see the running guy going a bit. We'll get to that as well, Roy. Thank you. And, of course, Dave Rock is out here again. Thanks, Thanks for being here, Dave Rock. We appreciate it. Hey, Rich, let's get into our aces of the game the top four performances of the week with a little bit of a twist this week, right? Because it's not the top four players of the week. It is the aces of the game. It's a little bit different. So let's see exactly what we got going on, kicking us off with the ace of hearts. Now, this was your idea. It was your idea to put Tremaine Edmonds in this four spot. I wanted a defensive player here. I wasn't sure where I wanted to go. I looked a little bit on the defensive line with Rousseau and his pressures, and you decided to go Edmonds. Uh, tell me why. Uh, Edmonds, uh, uh, the statistics are obviously on, in front of us, but I wanted to go Edmonds because it's what I saw from, from Tremaine Edmonds. I think it's... It's it's what a difference a year makes in Tremaine Edmonds. Last year, he was one of the more scrutinized players on the Buffalo Bills. We had uh, 50% that said they still love Edmonds. They think he's a great player. Then you had the other 50 that's like, you know what? I'm not sure about this guy. But this year, I think it's uh, more unanimous that Tremaine Edmonds is having a, a excellent season and this game was no different. And I think the theme around Tremaine Edmonds, I saw this game and for the season is decisiveness. Tremaine Edmonds is being decisive. He's seeing the ball, he's getting the ball, he's attacking the ball. He's, he's the more physical player and playing to his size. The tackles that he had were big tackles. No gain on one tackle, a yard gain on another tackle, no gain on another tackle, a tackle for loss on another. So he's coming in, being decisive, and he's making plays, and he's being that middle linebacker flying around that I thought he can be when the Buffalo Bills drafted him uh, in 2018. So I have to put Jermaine Edmonds up here as the heart. He finally comes back from the injury, and, and this is the performance we get. He's looked good all year, right? He hasn't had that, that lull, right? We talked about Josh Allen having a lull almost every year where, you know, he has a couple of games skid, and it looks like Edmonds has broken that, at least for the moment. This year, he looks really good. I thanks for coming out, Peter DiBiase, of course, a part of our Built in Buffalo family. Catch his show each and every Wednesday at 8 o'clock, the Buffalo Blitz. Peter, thanks for being here. And uh, I, I like it. Tremaine Edmonds, I didn't argue with you. I could have. Mm -hmm. I like mm -hmm. to argue with mm -hmm. Akeem if you guys mm -hmm. are unaware. But uh, this week, uh, I, I think I could come to an agreement with that. And we are moving on to our ace of clubs, A. Rich, with that. Going to the offensive side. And, again, this guy will be on the list every week forever. The transition there did not agree with me for whatever reason. This is the ace of clubs this week, Mr. Stefan Diggs. You see the numbers here. Um, I don't know what to say anymore, A. Rich. Diggs is just amazing. We are so happy to have him here in Buffalo. 13.1 yards per catch, averaging a first down each and every time he touches the ball. Your thoughts on his game against New England? Uh, an another game where our number one receiver acts as such, right? There has been... You know, there's been questions about uh, Stefan Diggs game last year and, and him possibly falling off because he had 1,200 as opposed to 1,500. But it looks this year as if he's going to eclipse that 1,500 plateau. So um, I'm, I'm just curious to uh, ask you, Dan Kelly. Uh, I believe he has about uh, 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns right now. I believe it's 91 receptions, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm wrong. What, what, what do you think is going to be the final statistic total for Stefan Diggs? Uh, receptions, yards, touchdowns. And everybody in the comment section as well, what do you think is going to be the final result 
in uh, Stefan Diggs' stat line. And I, I'll go first just to give y'all something to go off of. Good, because I failed math twice. This this is not my game, bro. <laughs> I'm a I'm I'm gonna go uh a hundred and sixteen receptions, uh seventeen hundred and thirty yards and fourteen touchdowns. One sixteen, seventeen hundred and fourteen touchdowns. Okay. So we have, what do we have left? Five games, four games? What are we at? We're at week 14. So 14, 15, 16, 17. So there's four games remaining, uh, right? Or five. Five games. There's, five another, games. Week. there's yep. another week now. Yep, okay, five so games. five games remaining. He's at 91 receptions right now. Mm-hmm. Seven times. Mm-hmm. 35. So if I did 35 and 91, 101, 111. All right. Ooh. So we're. So we're going to go 140, 140 in receptions. Wow. And, th- and then I'm going to go, what, what what was he at in yards right now? Uh, tw- About 1,200 yards. Let's go 1,676 in okay. terms of yards. And touchdowns, okay. he's at 9, you said, or 10 right now? He's at 10, yep. I like the 14 mark. I'm going to go one under. I'm going to go 13. I'm going to go yep. 13. I'm going to take the under on the touchdowns just because – we get so close sometimes, and when yeah. when you're at the two three yard line, we've had a running game, eh, Rich. For whatever reason, the Bills have a I don't want to use the word decent, I don't want to use the word competent, an okay running game right now, right? Okay. It, it's it's working. I don't know how how long it's going to work, but uh, you, you're always bringing the good questions here, and I love it. Thank you for for asking such a a great question this week. Yeah, uh, interesting, like? interesting. I like it. Uh, we're moving on though to our Ace of Diamonds this week. And this one's going to surprise some people, eh, Rich? I I had a lot of people just not understand why this guy is here. This is the offensive coordinator, eh, Rich? Ken Dorsey. I like it. Aces of the game for the first time in the history of the show. It is not a player. I know we, we've done position groups, at least for the preseason. I believe mm-hmm. we did the offensive line as a whole for one of the games. Mm-hmm. But this is a first-ever Ken Dorsey. Just look at the yards per play, right? Mm-hmm. He is averaging a first down per drive, very efficient on mm-hmm. third down. And not mm-hmm. only that, I just like mm-hmm. the balanced attack. Look at that, 33 mm-hmm. passes, 37 runs. I feel mm-hmm. like he was running the ball at the correct times. It was working against the Patriots, and it got the play action working and Overall, I was really happy with the way the offense executed plays against New England. Uh, I have to agree. I think this was, you know, be, I, I'm not counting the beginning of the season because there's no film on him, right? So this game, this past Thursday, in my opinion, was his best offensive performance uh, as a play caller, right? The, the balance, the balance that you just spoke about, because of that balance, the Buffalo Bills was able to have the ball for 38 minutes to the New England Patriots 21 minutes, right? Running 21 more offensive plays, showing that, hey, James Cook, Devin Singletary, uh, these guys are capable of, of running the football. And guess what, Josh Allen? You don't have to be as effective running the ball. These other guys, you know what? The guy, the actual position, running back? Yeah, those guys. The I running backs. The running backs can run the football and help Josh Allen out and take the load off and take the load off our our star quarterback so he doesn't have to do any uh, everything all the time. So I just think uh Ken Dorsey did a, a a fabulous job this past Thursday and even sprinkling in all three running backs, right? Uh Hines Hines was put in bad positions. Yeah, put was. in bad positions to run the football. He was and that's okay. That's as long as he's out there, let him let him, we gonna figure it out along the way, right? But I, I like the fact that he's out there. So overall, good job from Ken Dorsey. I, I agree. It, it was a good performance. That's why he had to be up there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of players that could be in aces of, in the aces of the game. If you guys disagree, of course, let us know in the comments. Is Matt Valentin wants to go the opposite route? He's right. like, I'm sick of the optimism, guys. Let's talk about the negatives. And here he's talking about Knox. And I think the reason that Knox wasn't getting any plays called for him against the Patriots is because the Bills were A, down Deion Dawkins, and then B, the, the left tackle that was playing was injured as well. Questenberry wasn't playing left tackle, I believe, mm-hmm. who was all taped up all night, and he just 
He really couldn't do much. You saw, I believe it was the first drive that Allen gets hammered mm -hmm. after uh, Questenberry falls. Mm -hmm. Knox had to block literally the entire game. If he didn't, the pressure is insane. The running game doesn't get going. I think I think Knox was is going to be okay in the long term. Your thoughts, eh, Rich? Uh, I, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, people do not want to see uh, Dawson Knox get paid as a top five tight end and see him in as a run blocker. I think the contract is the problem right now. And I understand what you're saying, Questionberry and things like that. But if that's the case, you know, maybe you want to activate more tight ends. If we're slim, if we're slim on the offensive line, maybe you want to activate Tommy Sweeney and Quentin Morris. So you know what? So we can get our $53 million tight end out there to run some routes and make like some that. plays. So you know, I I can't be mad at, at some frustrations from 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 the from the comment section if they have someone Dawson Knox or how he's being utilized. I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, we're gonna move on to our top player of the game, a Rich, our ace of spades. You gotta call a spade a spade, and this guy played exactly like we've been hoping he would since April. It is Dalvin's little brother. And it's weird, eh, Rich? Because when, when I was doing the aces of the game here, like James Cook had a really good game, but he, he didn't score. He didn't have, you know, the touchdown or, or any of the, the crazy stats that other players had. But he was just so explosive. You mentioned with Edmonds, it was the eye test, right? Mm. It was the eye test that led you to, to putting him on this list. And that's what it was with James Cook for me. He was the most explosive player on the Bills offense. You saw it was his first ever 100-yard game in the NFL. Props for that. He was used in the receiving game. He was used in the rushing game. I was really happy with the way he performed. Uh, he's showing why the Buffalo Bills took him in the second round. I believe there are some whispers was like, you know what, James Cook might be a reach at the second round, but he's showing that uh, he is uh, a factor in the, in the passing game. He's showing that burst, that explosiveness, and he's showing that he's a very capable back on multiple phases per PFF. James Cook is the ninth best running back in the NFL per PFF, right? He's third in per passing. PFF as in like last week? As in like after the New England Patriots game, after our last game, the, these okay. are his up-to-date rankings. He's third in pass blocking. He's sixth in run blocking, and he's eighth in receiving. Ninth overall per PFF, James Cook. And he's, he's playing uh, a lot more comfortable. The game has slowed down to him from – from the beginning of the season so now so i think his reps will do nothing but increase going forward i like it and and i think it is you know the trade for naheem hines was was used and maybe a little fire under james cook right maybe he's like hey i'm better than what i've done on the field for you thus far and he's proven that each and every week hopefully we see more performances like this from james cook moving forward but hey rich the one thing people want to talk about is Odell Beckham Jr., right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's been happening all season. Mm -hmm. Von Miller, you know, recruiting him, Josh Allen, Diggs, mm -hmm. everybody. Mm -hmm. So he finally visited the Bills on, I believe it was Saturday, he came out to Buffalo. The team took him out to Toronto per Von Miller. They hung out. Uh, Josh Allen on the basement today said that they really didn't talk a lot of football. They were just chumming it up and, you know, trying to gain a, a chemistry and trying to show him – what the Buffalo Bills locker room is all about, right? Because mm -hmm. he wants that family atmosphere. Mm -hmm. So he, he went to the Giants, I believe, before he came to the Bills. And mm -hmm. then he went to the Dallas Cowboys on Monday. And that's mm -hmm. been the team that everybody's been talking about lately, eh, Rich? Like, hey, mm -hmm. Cowboys are going to get him. Cowboys are going to get him. He goes to the Mavs game with um, Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. And then a report came out today, eh, Rich? I don't know if you saw it. Mm -hmm. Um that said that the Dallas Cowboys were not thrilled with Odell Beckham Jr.'s physical that they took out there in Dallas. They said that they don't believe that he's going to be ready to play football by mid-January. So mm. that could throw a wrench in things in Dallas. It could throw a wrench in things wherever. I'm mm. not exactly sure. That's the latest on OBJ. I know you still want him. Uh, tell me why. Um, You know, OBJ, first of all, you know, this is why I respect the Buffalo Bills brass. And I think players will start to respect the Buffalo Bills brass even more. We're not, we're, we're a tight-lipped tight organization. And I think, you know, 
I don't think OBJ likes that news coming out of Dallas. I don't know if it's true or false, but the fact that it's, it's come out is, is definitely something. But uh, I, I believe in the Buffalo Bills medical staff more than anybody else. I believe we have the best medical staff in the NFL. And uh, I don't know if you saw Sean McDermott's interview. Uh, I forgot the guy's name he had an interview with uh, today. But long story short, he was saying that he was comfortable. Sean McDermott was saying he was comfortable uh, without OBJ working out. And when his time comes where he has to do his workouts and has to play and get on that field, then it will come there then. But Sean McDermott was very comfortable where OBJ was at in his progression. So if my coach is comfortable, I am as well. I still think he could be a weapon on this offense and uh, do some things for our bills. It's crazy how much of a stir he's caused in the NFL this year, right? I've never seen a free agent garner this much attention. It's something that we may see moving forward, right, in the NFL as as things progress. Hey, a guy gets injured, doesn't have a team, he's going to, you know, act like this is college again. Go on visits and and see what's going on with each and every program. It's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, when when you have talent and when you're wanted, it's it's it feels good to be wanted. And I don't, you know, I can't be mad at OBJ for for going to see where he's best suited to play next because this, you know, he's 29, 30 years old. This may be one of his last opportunities to uh, do something on the football field and possibly win another ring in the NFL. So he got to choose wisely. Yeah, he, he's got to be smart with his decision. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to move on, though, A. Rich, to our quarterback, our commander-in-chief, Mr. Josh Allen. And you threw a highlight in here for the people Mm -hmm. I'm sure they've seen it, but I'm going to play it here for them again, and then we'll hear your thoughts. In bounds, and we see him often work to the right sideline. In fact, he's done it before the Patriots when he hit Dawson Knox. Just goes airborne before he goes out of bounds and throws back against the grain. What a crazy play by number 17. And I just want to know what is his thought process when the defensive player is running at him and is about to tackle him? Does he have in his mind that there's no way number 30 is tackling me? Because he has to break a tackle before he throws the ball and, oh, runs out of bounds as well. Just an, another incredible play that looks easy because of the quarterback that's doing it. And Josh Allen, I, I believe he had a uh, a good performance. It wasn't the Josh Allen generational quarterback type performance, but I think he's climbing. I think he's getting there. And I, the, the most important thing that I liked the most was he didn't throw any interceptions. Yeah. So he was decisive. He got the ball out quickly. He got the ball out to his backs. Uh, he didn't. Uh, he he didn't force things downfield. I think he played well on Thursday. And we'll get into that in just a bit. Josh Allen's performance. But I want to take you to Josh Allen on the basement today, Rich, speaking with Kyle Brandt. He was asked about this play, and he was asked about what was going through his mind during mm -hmm. this play. And he mentioned that sometimes you have to be lucky. And he goes, and on this play, we weren't lucky. Me and Diggs were on – me and Davis were on the same page, and I noticed that the Patriots players were kind of giving up on the play. Mm. And he was asked about, you know, where his feet were on the sideline because he doesn't look down at his feet. Mm -hmm. He he did not know whether he was in bounds or not when he let go of that ball. Mm. He said it's just a feeling he gets. Mm. And when the ball was in the air, he was just hoping it wasn't going to get intercepted. Mm. That's her quote from Josh Allen. Mm. Uh, he's just he's crazy, but we love mm. him, right? He he's your crazy yeah. college roommate that has all those stories, but they're actually true for a change. But yeah. let, let's see Josh Allen's performance this week. If you guys don't know the numbers, I do have them for you here in just a second. Add in the one fumble. I didn't feel like throwing it on this graphic. It's too pretty. But uh, Josh Allen's performance against the Patriots, you mentioned it a little bit, A. Rich. It was good. It was solid. It wasn't something that we normally see from Josh, as in with the checkdowns and being really cautious when it came to running, I guess. I say that, and he freaking jumped again. <laughs> Another hurdle for Josh Allen uh, against the Patriots. Excuse me. But uh, I think you're right. I think he's climbing up, and, and we're getting back to the Josh Allen that we know. Now, we we, we can't 
want to have our cake and eat it too, right? We can't say that is the stupidest quote I have ever heard. When have you been given cake and not been allowed to eat it? Yeah, that is, that is, that is. And I'm going to go ahead and say that (laughs) to say, uh, we can't expect the Buffalo Bills to, or we want to see the Buffalo Bills uh, run the ball like they did, right? They ran the ball 30 over 30 times, but then on the flip side, still want to see those magnificent numbers from Josh Allen. That's just, the problem. That's, that's the that's, problem. Right hey, there. that's the caveat, right? You know, and people mentioned that. People mentioned to me, hey, you know, Josh Allen didn't really have the game he had. Yeah. I mean, James Cook had the game he had. Yeah. Yeah. Terry so went over 50. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to look at the other factors. And I know that, but selfishly, selfishly, I want Josh Allen to have the best performance of the week every single week. I, right? Hey, understandably so. Understandably so. But I, I like the balance within the offense. Now, I want to see the number. What's the norm? If that's the norm for the Buffalo okay. Bills in terms of balance, what will be the norm in terms of statistics for Josh Allen? Will we get to see that? We'll see. So so the norm, I think, right? So, so you look at these numbers once again. I'm going to pull them up for you guys again. Mm-hmm. We're looking at 22 or 33, two touchdowns, 223. If I, I think the norm, first of all, we, we saw the balance attack 33 to 37, 37 rushes, 33 passes, passes right? Right. Mm-hmm. I think the, the balance that the Bills need is about 20, 20 to 25 rushes. And I want to see over 30 passes per game. As in terms of yards, anything between like 250 and 300 is normal for Josh. Mm-hmm. And then I'm okay with with two touchdowns or or less as long as there's not an equal number or a higher amount of turnovers. And you know what? And I think you know I, I like it. I think 20 to 25 touches on the run uh, on the run is 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 a good number. Why? Because I think we're going to be playing better talent than the New England Patriots. I think part of the reason sure. we was able to do this is because it was the Patriots, right? So. Yeah. Against other teams, I think is is going to be uh, something different. But we want to see the Buffalo Bills being capable of running the ball when need be, right? When it's four minutes left in the game and we're up three points and we have the ball, let's run that clock out, right? Are we Very capable true. of doing that? And I think we showed signs of 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 being capable of doing so this past Thursday. And that's another thing we didn't mention with uh, Dorsey. Just the game plan was was beautiful. It was not what I was expecting. I was not expecting the Buffalo Bills to bleed down the clock almost every drive and take away all of New England's time. And then they don't take any of those timeouts with that two-minute warning. They just concede. Mm-hmm. Concede defeat to the Buffalo Bills. We love to see it. Love we it. love to see it. Love it. Uh, but, but at this point of the show, we are going to go around the league. There are 31 other teams in the NFL that are not in the Buffalo Bills that we do have to talk about, do have some relevancy. And we're going to kick it off. With real or foe this week, A. Rich, and we're staying in the AFC. Real or foe this week is the Cleveland Browns. Now, they won. They won their game this past week against the Houston Texans, but it was not the kind of game that Browns fans, I think, expected. I don't know if how much you saw of that game, Akeem, but it started off with Deshaun Watson coming out of the field to a chorus of the fans doing a chant that was quoted as no means no is what they chanted when Deshaun Watson gets on the field there. And I just think they're better off with Jacoby Brissett. I think the Browns are foe at seven and five. I think they can be real next season after Deshaun gets this kind of rust off of him. But as of this very moment, I am saying that the Cleveland Browns are foe. And their organization is still a dumpster fire for giving this man $300 million plus guaranteed when he hasn't played football in two years. Yeah, uh, it, you know, I, it, it, seven and five. They're they're you know, they find a ways to win. They find a ways to, to stay in the hunt. But I have to agree. I think I think they're foe as well. Uh, looking at the rest of their schedule, they have the Bengals, the Ravens, the Saints, the Commanders, and the Steelers. While it's not, the Ravens could be winnable if Lamar is still out due to that injury. Yeah, that's it, a divisional game it, as well. It, 
it could be winnable, but I just think they 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 lost some games within the within the AFC. I think they're going to be down in that in tiebreakers. I just think right now uh, it's a little bit too late for the for the Cleveland Browns. But uh, maybe next year with Deshaun Watson, it looks like he still have to knock off that rust. He has a lot of rust to knock he off. He looked I take- bad. Did you expect that? Did you expect that bad of a performance by Deshaun Watson? Uh, he didn't look great in the preseason, so I'm I'm not surprised. Did I expect that bad? No, because he's still Deshaun Watson. You never know. But yeah. uh, he looked like that in the preseason, so I, did I expect it? No, but I'm not surprised. Okay. I, w- I will say, when Deshaun Watson first came into the league with the Houston Texans as a rookie, I used to just love the way that he let it fly. Before he gets injured there during his rookie season, just his form when throwing it was something that I was really just enamored with. Uh, obviously not, you know, a fan of the person, not really a fan of the player anymore either, to, to be honest with you, but mm-hmm. such want, is life, right? Right. I want to, I want to get this comment in here right quick. If you don't mind, Dan Kelly yeah, and, and answer it. it right quick. Uh, Chris said, Pat, Pat's D is one of the better ones. If we can do that to them, we should be able to do that to other teams. See, while I think you, I, I do agree. I want to get your thoughts after Dan. While I do agree with this, the problem is the flip side is the offensive side of the ball. Other teams are going to be better offensively than the New England Patriots that may put that pressure on the Buffalo Bills to even get the thought process uh, for Ken Dorsey to run the ball, right? His thought process may change because of the pressure the other offense may may give the, the Buffalo Bills team and defense. So that's why I think where uh, we differentiate there. But uh, good, good comment. Dan Kelly, you have anything to this? I don't think the Pats defense is that good. I think Judon mm. is amazing, and he leads the league in sacks for a reason. He's a really good player. But in total, that that defense in general, I know it's statistically high, doesn't really allow a lot of points. I think there are teams better, and we play one of those this week with the with the New York Jets. Certainly. The way they're playing, that defense is scary. And mm-hmm. then you mentioned the offense. They're playing Cincinnati, right? That mm-hmm. offense is scary. They got Chicago in between, right? Chicago yep. in between. Uh, yep. That should be okay. They, they should they should handedly take that game. But we mentioned earlier, A-Ridge, and I want to get back to this a little bit. Mm-hmm. We mentioned you'd think the Bills just need to make the playoffs. You don't care where mm-hmm. they were. That's you about a month ago, maybe a little mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Are you still in that boat where if the Bills are the five seed, you're okay with it? Five seed and healthy, yes. If we was the five seed and going as as healthy as we can be, I don't care where we play at. I'm comfortable going Arrowhead Stadium, Cincinnati, Ohio, wherever we got to play to get our trophy. I'm comfortable if the Buffalo Bills team is healthy. Yes. Now that five seed and what they are right now, do you think they can win? Yes. No, without without Von Miller, without without Von Miller, that's tough. See, that's a tough one. Uh, That's a a tough one. We don't know. We don't know what he's going to come back like. I, but see, we here's the thing. What percentage he's going to be at? Any seed, and without Von Miller, in my opinion, is going to be tough. So I agree. I agree. Know. But but hey, I told you once. I'll tell you twice. I'll tell you three times. The Bills only win at home and only lose on the road. When it comes to the playoffs, that is the way the Buffalo Bills have done it since Terod Taylor brought the Bills to the playoffs in 2016. That's just how it is. Right, that's what the bills do. But uh, we're gonna get into my least favorite segment of the show, and I'm really sick of things being this way. Because I don't want it that way. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I didn't even know. Yeah. Woo. Okay, so this week I'm going to pull away. This week I'm going to start. Oh, you think. You think. No way. I tell you, the football gods have it out for me, bro, because. Where did we go wrong? Where did did I get you? Where did I get you? You want to know what games you had and what games I had? All right, we can we can go through them real quick. I got no problem. So we both got the bills. That was on Twitter. If you guys are unaware, please follow us at mm-hmm. the real Dan Kelly at mm-hmm. Kingrich987 underscore BIB on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We both got the Packers right. That mm-hmm. kind of was scary throughout the game. Yeah, it was. It was. Steelers and Falcons. You got the Steelers. I took the Falcons, so I lost that one. Okay, there one. Jets good. and Vikings. We both had the Vikings. Worked out. 
The Jags and the Lions, you got me because Trevor Lawrence got go. hurt and the blowout yeah. happens. So you got me there. Yep. There was. Titans and Eagles, we both went Eagles. Browns and Texans, we both went Browns. Mm-hmm. We both got a loss for the Commanders and Giants because there's no tie. ties. ties. There's no ties in our predictions. It's just not going to happen. Broncos and Ravens was a lot closer than it should have been. Obviously, Lamar goes down, but we both got it right with the Ravens winning. We both got the Dolphins game wrong with the 49ers mm. winning. Mm. The Seahawks, we both picked. Chargers <laughs> and Raiders, I got you on, which was which was a yeah. little surprising. That was the only one I got you on. Okay. Chiefs and Bengals, we both got both wrong. wrong. Okay. Cowboys over Colts, we both had. Holy cow, what a performance in that fourth quarter. Right. And then you got the Buccaneers over the Saints yesterday. Yeah. And I was yeah. so yeah. mad, so mad because that I don't know how. Happened. Yeah, I don't know that how. Happened. I don't know how, bro. I uh, don't know how. It's okay. Two, two game, two games behind, and uh, we're we're gonna see exactly what happens in the coming weeks, eh, Rich? Because yeah. you have to hold that belt yeah. for thirteen weeks yeah. to eclipse my reign. And if you hold that for thirteen weeks, I'm probably gonna cry every night. Do you want I'm, that? Do you want that? I I, I wouldn't mind it. No, okay. I wouldn't mind it at all. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry directly to your voice messages. Uh, let's get into Week 14 of the NFL: Raiders and Rams. This game in Los Angeles. Are we gonna see Baker? Are no. we going to see Baker play? Because it was reported that he may play in the Thursday night game. They said that he was flying out to LA tonight. We're gonna have to see exactly what happens with that. And a, a quick comment here from Roy. Uh, the Browns' record was actually backwards. They're five and seven, not seven and five mm-hmm. for the Cleveland Browns. So that that makes a lot more sense. We appreciate that, Roy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're moving on here, and it was the Rams and the Raiders. I cannot go Rams. I I can't do it. So give me the Raiders. And they're playing in in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, but if the Rams don't start Baker, uh, their quarterback is. Jeez, I don't even know his name, to be honest with you. Let me find it for you real quick. It is Bryce Perkins, who wow. is a rookie. I believe a sixth wow. or seventh round pick. Yeah, I'm going to go I'll go the Raiders. Let's go the Raiders. Hey, they got you last week. They, they yeah, got they you last week. So they did. We'll see what happens. It's always smart. Vikings and Lions are next up. This game in Detroit, and Detroit opened up as the favorite, A eh, Rich? Which is insane to me. In terms of Vegas odds, Detroit is the favorite against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings. I'm taking the Detroit Lions in this game. Why? Give me the, the I I have no, gut feeling, no, bro. No, gut no, feeling. No, listen, I it, listen, right here, listen, right right listen, here is I'm, why. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have right you, here. I'm gonna have you close your mouth right for here. the first time. Gather your thoughts. Think about it for a second mm-hmm. and tell me why. Tell me why. Tell me why. Now tell me why. Comment section. Tell me why Akeem looks like that uh, famous picture of the rock with the fanny pack. <laughs> now, I will tell you why. I'll tell you why. I think Jared Goff is playing the best ball that he's been playing in a long time. I uh, I believe he has 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, uh, Jamal Williams leads the NFL, one of the top uh, guys in the NFL in terms of he, touchdowns. He leads the league. He leads the league. Uh, they have DeAndre Smith, who looks like he's getting healthy. DJ Chalk and Amani, uh, St. Brown is, is two very good receivers. I think they can score points, and I think they're rolling right now. Not the same old Lions. Give me the Lions over the Minnesota Vikings. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy talk. Absolutely yeah. wild, yeah. but we're moving yeah. on. Yes, sir. Ravens and Steelers are next. This game in Pittsburgh, Lamar most likely not going to play, and I think I'm still going to take the Ravens. Where is this game at? It is in Pittsburgh. I got the Steelers. I'm going to go take. I'm taking the Steelers at home to get this done against the. Now I I don't I don't dispute this one. I'm trying to get a leg up by by taking Baltimore here because I feel like they can still make a good enough game plan to win the game, even with Lamar being out. But there's also a good chance that they get blown out because they don't have their starting quarterback and Lamar was their entire offense. 
So we'll have to see. Hey, Rich, you mentioned last week that there were some games that you wanted to change or that you thought about changing. Mm-hmm. And one of those was the Dolphins 49ers, which mm-hmm. you didn't change in time. Mm-hmm. And I believe the other one you would have lost. The Jets over the Vikings is what you wanted mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And you did neither of those. If mm-hmm. you did one of them, you would have gotten an extra win. Your thoughts on that? Uh, the thoughts of not picking them? I mean, The thoughts of not changing your picks. I mean, you know, it is it is what it is. I, I definitely felt more confident in the San Francisco game than I did the Minnesota Viking game. But okay, you know, all right. Tomato, tomato. I was It'll just right. curious. Just It'll curious. Be right. We're moving on to AFC North matchups this week. Browns at Bengals are next. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing way too hot right now. I concur. I got the Bengals. All right, very easy. Mm-hmm. Jets and Bills. Of course, we will talk about after this segment. Please stick around if mm-hmm. you guys are ready to talk about that. Next up is is a gimme, a rich Texans at. Cowboys, give me the Dallas Cowboys by a billion. Uh, yes, give me the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe not a billion, but I think they're going to win the game. Now, we win by a billion, so th- theirs must be like a million, right? It- it's got to be lower. It's got to be lower for sure. Eagles and Giants are the next game up. And we had the Giants on real or foe, and it, and it seems like they've been gathering some losses, a tie last week. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. It seems as if the New York Giants are slowly but surely running out of steam. It's Coming that's back down like. to earth. Yeah, a little bit. Give me the Eagles. All right. You know, I think I think his uh, his ballot for Coach of the Year might be out with but, with the losses they've accrued and the tie break the tie with Washington. At this point, he probably had they'll probably have to win out at this point, and I don't think that's going to happen. Okay. Jags and Titans is next at Tennessee. I any update on Trevor Lawrence? Do we know anything about if he's going to play moving forward? I have no idea. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence' health right now. Uh, right. Even Give even if Tennessee. he was playing, yeah, Tennessee. I'll Give me Tennessee. Tennessee. I, if he was playing, I might take Jacksonville because right. okay. I think they could have beat the Lions if Trevor Lawrence was playing. Okay. Give me the Titans. I agree. Tennessee all the way. Chiefs and Broncos are next. And quick stat for you. Patrick Mahomes has never lost to the Denver Broncos in his career. And it will not happen this week. Give me. I don't think so either. But Mm -hmm. hey, if it does, that's super helpful, right? I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. They're they're angry, right? They're angry coming off that loss to to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow 3-0, I believe, against Patrick Mahomes in his career. They, They don't like that. Panthers and Seahawks are next. This game in Seattle. Give me the Seahawks. Likewise, I'm going to go Seattle. Geno Smith and the boys. Yeah, I I think that's just cut and dry. Mm -hmm. Buccaneers and 49ers. The Bucs need this. They they need this. It's it's going to be Brock Purdy at quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. But if that defense plays anything like they did against Miami – their defense could just win them games. But I'm, I'm going to take Tom Brady. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to take the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Rock Purdy I'm taking over Rock Purdy. Tom Brady. Yes. I, I, think, I think Kyle Shanahan can, can win that game. Okay. Give me the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, he wasn't able to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, but, mm, you know. Yeah, yeah. Different circumstances. Dolphins and Chargers are next. And this game, a lot more important than what some people may think. This is an AFC game, two teams that are in the hunt. If the Dolphins lose, it could open the door for the Chargers to really make a push for one of those playoff spots. However, I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I'm going to do the same. Give me the Dolphins. Chargers, man. They could do it though. It's a it's a Sunday night yeah, game. Yeah, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I wouldn't be surprised if they if they come up with an upset, but I gotta go with what I gotta go with, and that's the Dolphins, unfortunately. And the Monday night game is a snooze fest. Patriots at Cardinals. Wow. That's boring. Um I really don't know. I feel like they can make a game plan to stop the Cardinals. But the Cardinals have a better offense. Give me, give me Arizona at home. Hmm. 
Give me Arizona. All right. All right. Yeah. So picks are locked in as of this moment. If there are any changes, we will notify you either on Twitter, on Facebook, any social media account. We will put that out for you. And uh, my cousin, the artist, the guy you know as the fake Dan Kelly, asked if I took Tom Brady. I did take Tom Brady. My baby is gone. My championship is gone. I'm sad about it. I need it back. So I need to, I need to do what I have to do moving forward. I like it. Hey, Rich, Bills and Jets this week. And I, I want to ask you one simple question. And it goes back to the show last week. Last week uh, you said this. Do the Jets still bother you? The Jets absolutely bothers me. They they absolutely bother me. Uh, why they bother me? Because their strengths on their defense is the strengths on our offense, and that gives us trouble. That can be troublesome. Uh, their corners, uh, their defense. So yeah, uh, yes, the Jets definitely bothers me. Okay, <laughs> that that's simple, but. We got to talk about the way the Jets have been playing recently. Zach Wilson benched. Mike White comes in. Obviously a better option, right? Garrett Wilson's been having a, a really good rookie season. Thank goodness they don't have Brees Hall. Thank goodness they don't have Brees Hall right now because if they did, imagine what they could have been doing, right? They could have won a couple more games probably in terms of their schedule. But Bills and Jets this week, this game's in Buffalo. It needs to be won by the Bills. Um, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. This is a big, a big game for the Buffalo Bills. This is, I seen, I, I think I seen the, the odds in Vegas. I believe we're in nine and a half favorites. I, even me as a Buffalo Bills fan, think that's a tad ridiculous, right? But, um, the, the Buffalo Bills to win this game, just to preview this, preview this right quick. Uh, Josh Allen last game, 18 for 34, 205 yards, no TDs, two interceptions, Nine nine attempts, eighty six yards, two TDs. Uh, we definitely have to limit mistakes, limit mistakes, and and limit the turnovers. That is something the Buffalo Bills can't do. They cannot beat themselves. There was two, there was a head scratching interception in that game. I remember throwing it right to Sauce Gardner, and that's unacceptable for Josh Allen, uh, especially our quarterback. So uh, the Buffalo Bills definitely have to take care of the football. Uh, our running backs have to get involved. Right. We spoke about their corners being very good, very good players on their team. That means the running backs out the backfield, Dawson Knox, Isaiah McKenzie, those guys have to get involved. Ken Dorsey has to implement a game plan to get those guys in in mismatch situations. So it's going to it's definitely going to be fun to see how Ken Dorsey and the Buffalo Bills changed from the previous game against the New York Jets. And how about we talk about that previous game a little bit. The Bills were outplayed on what seemed to be every snap. The offensive line did not block for Josh Allen or the running backs, and the defensive line got no pressure. Now we're without Von Miller, and I'm even more scared of what's going to happen in terms of the defensive line trying to get any penetration in on Mike White or the running backs. It's... It just has to be better, right? The Bills have to be better. I, I spoke about this after the game. The problem with that Bills-Jets game was the only thing you could say is, hey, the Bills need to play better and they will win. Th there wasn't a lot of positives in that game. You have Tredavious White back. We're, we're going to have to see what happens with Elam this week. Mm. Honestly, do, do you think he should be playing over Dane Jackson at this point? Yes, I do. I, you know, he's a first round pick. He's our first round pick for a reason. Why did we draft him if he cannot be active in every game? Anything that you say to me is an excuse as, as to why he's not active. All oh, special teams. And we wanted to make sure we had this guy. Bullshit. Bull, baloney. Baloney. He's a first round pick. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he should be playing. All right. Uh, final question for today's show. What do you think is the biggest advantage? The Bills have coming into this game against the New York Jets, being one and two in their division and leading in the AFC conference. The Buffalo Bills' biggest advantage coming into this game against the New York Jets. Uh, I think the, the Buffalo Bills' biggest advantage is that they're getting back to Buffalo Bills style football. They're getting back to uh playing like we're accustomed to seeing. And 
it always, in my opinion, is never about the other team if the Buffalo Bills are playing like they know how to play. It's always about us. It's always about the Bills. Uh, can Josh Allen get back to MVP form franchise quarterback Josh Allen? I think we've been seeing that. He's been limiting those mistakes. Uh, can the running game be effective? I think we've been seeing that. To Devin Singletary, can Dorsey uh, be effective in the run game? Can Josh Allen... Uh, uh, take the check down and not force things downfield. He's doing that as well. Can the defense, can they get back into locking down the running backs and not letting guys run for over 100 yards? The Bills defensive back, uh, defensive unit is getting back to that as well. So uh, the Buffalo Bills are slowly but surely returning to the team that we are accustomed to seeing, and that's back at the number one seed in the AFC. So if the Buffalo Bills can play their style football, that is the biggest advantage for the Bills. I'm going to take it a step further. One one that you may have missed, but may, mm -hmm. maybe you're thinking it in, in that big old brain of yours. Mm -hmm. It's the experience that the Bills have in these big games, in these big situations. In December, when you're when you're ready to you know get ready for that playoff push, the Bills have been the same team for really four or five years now. Like the core players are still all here, the coaches are still all here. Mm -hmm. they should be ready for this moment. I'm not saying they will be. They've been mm -hmm. taking the one game at a time approach, and that is necessary this week for the Bills and Jets. It, it's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a hard yeah. fight game. This is not yeah. the same old New York Jets that we used to rag on all the time. But everybody, thank you for coming out to the Conflict of Interest. Dan Kelly, Akeem Richens, as always, do your thing, buddy. A. Rich, Akeem Richens, the real Dan Kelly. This has been the Conflict of Interest. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in this week. Uh, another amazing show. Uh, again, we'll be back next Wednesday. Let's see what happens with Tuesday. the title. Tuesday. No, I, said, I said Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's time, for, <laughs> it's time for me to go to sleep. But, yeah, uh, next Tuesday, 8.45 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, will I have the title? We had some games where... We differentiated, right? I think it was about three games. I have a three-game lead, so we'll see where I'm at, where I'm at next week. Uh, we appreciate it for everybody for tuning in, and hopefully, we can have another positive discussion after another impressive performance by our Buffalo Bills. Akeem Richens, Dan Kelly. Until next time, go Bills. Akeem has a two-game lead. Go Bills. That was not three. Okay. Okay. It ain't three. Don't, don't be lying to okay. these viewers. Okay, okay.